0: Hey guys, Um, happy Friday. Um, We're coming back with an episode and this episode, oh my goodness, this topic is so good. This is like one of my favorite topics I'm talking about today. Um, I missed last week. Um, because it's the end of the year and exams and like trying to get an A before the exam so I don't have to take it. Um, so that's been super tough for me and all the final projects and stuff. So I had a lot to do last week, but, um, I'm thankful that y'all were patient and y'all didn't fuss at me too much. But this week we're talking about existential crisis and what they are and, how common they are because to me um there was a point in time where I believed they they were so uncommon and I've I've dealt with them so many uh times but I thought they were so uncommon and that I was so out of the normal like out of the ordinary to be experiencing like them but little did I know they're very common and very normal um so an existential crisis by definition is when a person frequently wonders whether or not life has any inherent meaning or purpose. A person also may also question their own existence within a world that might seem meaningless. Um existential crisis is an inner conflict characterized by the impression that life lacks meaning some authors also emphasize confusion about one's personal identity in their definition so it's basically like asking yourself why to everything you do and it's it's a point in time where and I've experienced this a couple times and I'm pretty sure 90% of y'all like understand it um, but it's like a period of time where you kind of step away from your life and you it's like out of the normal and you kind of just ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Why am I in this loop of continuously like moving and doing what's what I'm used to? And, and like, why? Like, why am I so focused on this? Why am I so like just used to this cycle of an everyday norm when I don't have to be like this and so you kind of step back from uh your schedule and and the things you do and you kind of look at your life from an outside perspective um and just comprehend the the choices and the and the freedom and the options that you have and you kind of just ask yourself why um and And it always 90% of the time feels like it's never the right choice, the choice that you've made, because you always feel like there's something better. And so whenever you go through an existential crisis, it's kind of like, why, like, what was the point of things? And so there's multiple type there. I think there's about five of them. So that goes into an existential crisis. Um, The first one is a crisis of freedom and a crisis of freedom um is basically where um like you you recognize the freedom that you have and you recognize your ability to make choices and you recognize that like you could have made so many choices and the ability to make choices and the freedom to decide and the freedom to do what you want is like sometimes a curse and sometimes um, a huge responsibility that you kind of step back and realize that you have um and so just like the the act of stepping back and being like yeah I have the freedom to make my own choices um that can ultimately change my life in a way that I've never realized that I could do like you you have more freedom than what you believe you have and during these crises, you kind of like realize that some of the choices you've made could have been changed um and the decisions you've made could have been changed and it could have altered your whole entire life and and that revelation and that understanding is difficult to like wrap your hand around head around but through through these crises, you kind of like comprehend and like hone in on those truths and it and it's like crazy the idea of it um so that's one of them um and and it kind of creates an anxiety like in in all like it's just it's a mind-blowing anxiety that can like take over your whole mental state that that'll like change the way you think about things like the the idea of freedom and the idea of the ability to make choices that you feel like like hopefully you all understand this that like you make choices depending on your reality and your your surroundings you make choices depending on the future and the the your desires you make choices depending on what you want in the future and and like not knowing your your freedom like not knowing that you could have done something different and then being able to step back and having like an all-encompassing scope of like what you're really capable of is insane and so that kind of triggers an existential crisis um another thing that can trigger it is um what's known as a crisis of death and that's basically um where like you kind of realize how quick life is over and how fast life can be and how like real death is and how it's not like What I feel like the society that we're in kind of like shifts the idea of a lot of things that are negative through movies and through uh, any type of social media, like the idea of death and the idea of mortality is so common now and so seen that it's become not as not as a big of a deal. And so people kind of don't understand the the full scope of death and the full scope of mortality. And so that kind of like makes people when, when there's a certain time where people kind of step back and then this happens more when you get in like a new age category. So like, say you're, you're like an adult, but then you become like an elderly and then you kind of understand how real death is. Um, and it usually, it usually strikes after you turn a certain age. Um, like older people usually deal with that. Like, um, but like, it it will also change like the meaning you have of death and life of the, for that matter. Like it will change what you believe life to be. And, and it will like alter your your perception of life and of death and it will make you it will force you to ask questions like like why what happens after my death what happens when I'm no longer here and it forces you to face those challenging challenges and it forces you to face those big questions that are in society that are so um So wiped over and pushed aside and swept under the rug because of society and and how they kind of jump over those big situations. And it forces you to come and confront those issues and confront those questions Um, and ask those questions to your ask yourself those questions about like what is to come um, and then the third one is a crisis of isolation and that's kind of more it's it's kind of obvious it's basically feeling like life is pointless due to like being isolated and so like for me I love being alone and I feel like y'all know that like I, I genuinely enjoy solitude but as human beings we're social so we love being alone but there's a an amount of social like like an amount of socialism that every human deserves and needs and if we don't get that and if we don't if we're not provided with that social that little amount of socialism it can create anxiety and it can create crisis of isolation and feeling like your your life is pointless um and feeling like you like, you have no purpose in life. Um, and it's real. Like, I've dealt with that uh, during quarantine. And I feel like a majority of the people that have dealt with that, dealt with it during quarantine. Because that was a huge, huge boom of um, that anxiety of being alone and, and the, the loneliness that came with it. Um, and it can also, like, make you feel like you you don't accomplish anything like you're not good enough like you're not significant you don't make change in the world you have no purpose you have no meaning you have no like reason there's no why to to waking up every morning there's no why to being anywhere there's no why to your heart beating every day there's no why to getting out of the bed there's no why to eating there's no why to showering and it creates this cycle of anxiety and 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 you feel purposeless and and that can that cycle can create something terrible that cycle can create something that is ill and it will put like something in your body that that makes you feel like there's no point, like literally no point. You're not significant, you haven't done anything that's changed anyone. So what's the point? And that can make you a totally different person, it can shift your whole being and and it, it will consume you because you it, it changes your mind and it makes you believe something that is obviously not true, but the, the concept alone will create people to, to be something that is insane. And so that's, that's probably to me, one of the hardest issues to deal with because like isolation alone, is it's so good but too much of it is really bad and there's not a lot of things in this world that can be super beneficial but once there's a certain line it can be very ill because it's like a cycle you like once you become alone and become lonely you can't get around people because you get into this cycle of feeling like there's no point there's no reason you have no glow you have no like no one's wanting you you know what I mean like everyone loves that person that wants them everyone wants to be wanted and and to feel like you're not wanted is painful and so that that will uh create things that are just unimaginable in in your own mind and it's so much harder when it's an internal unhappiness like being able to express your anger and um talk about what bothers you is is extremely amazing and in, in in that in its own way, but being a, having an issue with yourself and being upset with your own being and being uncomfortable in your own skin can create things that are unable to come back from because you you're supposed to be the person that stands up for yourself and you're supposed to be that person that makes yourself happy and If you're not able to do that for any reason, it can ultimately like shift everything about yourself and and create something that is unsightly and so that's definitely difficult um I went on and on about that one. But the fourth one is crisis of meaning. And that kind of goes into the crisis of isolation uh, because isolation kind of, once isolation starts, it digs into crisis of meaning. But crisis of meaning is feeling like you're meaningless. And meaninglessness is, is, whoa, Like feeling like you don't have a purpose is extremely challenging. And that usually happens, like I said, when there's a transition in age or a transition in positions. Anything like that can create a person to feel like they have no purpose and no one wants them. No one is looking for them. No one is yearning for them. And and that's troubling. So that causes um, that that idea that they're not meaningful and they don't make like a change they don't provide anything to other people which ultimately will make one feel like they are not wanted and feeling like you're not wanted is horrid and so feeling like you're not wanted and being alone is like troubling and and I feel like asking for help it it is hard because you're in that state and so that's that's very tough um the fifth and final one is crisis of emotion so crisis of emotion is like forcing yourself to not have emotions like not allowing yourself to feel negative about anything not not allowing yourself to cry, not allowing yourself to speak your mind about things that you're angry about, things like that, it can lead to existential crisis because you're blocking yourself from feeling pain and pain ultimately will, pain allows you to have peaks. So if you feel pain one day and you're able to become happy days later, it kind of, allows you to appreciate the positive times and so it's like when you're not allowing yourself to feel negative it's like you're falsifying happiness and you're making happiness seem fake like you have a false sense of happiness and and like when you don't experience that true happiness and that true joy you feel empty you feel like it's all fake and and that kind of they all trickle together and they all stack on top of each other and each crisis and each feeling of of a why stacks and stacks and stacks until it becomes this big old thing called an existential crisis and it can last it can last for a long time and it can become something that is terrible because it's one of the toughest things to get rid of like when you when you're dealing with these things you you like experience anxiety and depression and you feel like you're you're like not on track with your everyday life your weeks don't feel good your days don't feel productive you don't feel like you're getting anything done you feel like you're going backwards and it just feels like it just feels like you're tied up in one spot and you can't move you can't do anything because you feel empty you feel like like, whenever you're not able to give yourself a why, it can, like, imagine. So, I'm trying to, like, express the the meaning behind it. So... Everyone has a why for doing everything they do. There's a reason behind anything you do. I have a why for going to school. I have a why for playing the sport that I love playing. I have a why for for loving my parents. I have a why for getting up in the morning. Like there's a why behind everything because I feel like there's a reason. There's people that love me. There's people that have my back. And if there's no why, like imagine the people that make you get up in the morning. Imagine them not being there and them not making you want to get up in the morning. And then getting up in the morning becomes hard and getting up in the morning becomes a chore and it can push your body into this anxiety filled state that is extremely tough to get out of. And so that's huge for people that are going through this. Um, You'll just feel things that you don't normally feel you experience feelings of depression and hopelessness, sadness, headaches. It, and it, it definitely plays into your physical, like well being. It plays into your ability to feel okay. Like your body, whenever you're you're having a bad day, your body aches and you feel like you're you're tired and your energy's going because psychological issues will trickle down into your physical being. And that happens with anything when you're having, when you're sad, you like get headaches. When you cry a lot, you get headaches. And when you're upset, like it just feels like you're hot because things like that trickle into your physical well-being and that can push your body and your mind and your everything down into a deeper pit that is tougher to get out of and so once you're at that low it's tough to be like okay you have to find like to be able to get out you have to find something that will pull you out you have to find a reason which is hard because you don't have a why you have to find something that will pull you out of this pit this bottomless pit of purposelessness and and it's tough um I've dealt with existential crisis a couple times and they're tough but I I definitely feel like they're more common than people give credit um so I think the first time I remember going through one was when my parents got in a divorce and I'm the youngest of three and so for me it was a bigger deal and I was younger I was in like elementary middle school and for me it it took more of a toll on me than the rest of my family because I was in the relationship at that point. So like at that age, I would sleep in the bed with my parents sometimes, like if I had a bad night or I just looked up to my parents, my parents were everything to me. My parents were the example for me. And and like, I've all, I always saw them as so perfect and so amazing. And they are that. But this ripple in my life became a huge wave because of how highly I thought of them and how negatively I thought of a divorce. And now if I knew the things I knew now, like I would have never thought that. But in the at that time, um, the, them breaking up and me living in two different houses and me being forced to separate them as two different people and not like a one group and one unit anymore was challenging for me because that's all I saw and I I looked up to them so much and I looked up to their love for each other and I looked up for their love for me and my sister and it wasn't the same and so it it forced me to not really forced but it caused me to just fall into this series of questions and I, that I asked myself and I, it forced me to, um, just back up from my world and, and look at it from an outsider perspective. And it was it and, and if, it definitely was not true, but it created anxiety. I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to do anything because there was no point. My I didn't see my parents together every morning. I didn't hug both of my parents and pray with them before I went to school every single morning. I started to have to call my mom or I started to have to call my dad if I was at the other person's house. And it just was a different reality. And that change pushed me into like a pit a bottomless, just endless hall of why. Like, why do I need to do this if my parents aren't together? And and now that I look back, it's like, like why did you allow other people to affect your, your well-being so much? But I just invested so much in their relationship because of my age. Like, that was just all I saw. And so having to deal with that was tough. But it, I just got out of it just... I mean, it was difficult. I had difficult days and it took months on months on months, but I had to just find other reasons to do things until I was okay with my reality. I had to be okay with what I saw. I had to be okay and find beautiful things out of my reality. And so, I was able to like be like, oh, "Okay, like I'm able to have two houses." That's amazing. That's a blessing. And so being able to find the blessings, find the little nuggets of love within difficult situations to pull yourself out of these situations and these crises. Um, Middle school was one of them. And that kind of ran with my parents getting into divorce because they kind of got in in a divorce or started separating when I was in sixth grade. And then once I got to middle school in seventh grade um, it came from that towards the end, well, towards the beginning of that this time, but it also, I also dealt with, like, my identity as a young adult, I became to, I became older, and so I was transforming into an age, a new age category, um, I was not a child anymore, I wasn't in elementary school anymore, so I was getting older, I was maturing, I was going through puberty, and, I was doing all this and I was so busy and I was so emerged in this life. And I was just like, why, like, why am I going to this school? Why am I with these friends? Why do I have to do this? And it's an endless cycle of why, why, why? Like, why do I need to even eat? Like, what's the purpose? And school was hard for me. Like I would cry on the way to school because it was so tough for me to just find a reason. Um... Are like a lot of people kind of understand it in the sense of like, if you have a crush at work or at school, school and work becomes easier and more fun and more desirable to go. And that's simply because they create that eagerness to be around them because you have a crush on them. And and, and that's the same with anything else. When you have a reason to do something, you have a want to do something because of something else, it is drives you to do those things and it drives you to do the things you don't want to do but when there is no why one can feel like there's no reason and that's definitely normal um relationships are definitely a huge one like getting out of relationships having a heartbreak um people might feel like there's no purpose without their partner and and it will cause people to feel upset and feel like why am i living if if I can't spend my time with this person, and that comes with definitely comes with like um an a time of love, but when you go through things like that, you kind of feel like you have no reason to be if it's not with them um sadness and aloneness that I already talked about that like feeling sad and feeling lonely will cause an existential crisis because you feel like no one cares. And, and you ask yourself why. Um, why this job? Why this house? Why these people? Why these friends? Why this sport? And it, you deal with it because there's so many choices and you don't understand your ability to make a decision. You don't understand your freedom until you you kind of step back and see that. um Sports run into that like sports is huge sports can take a huge toll on your body not just physically but emotionally and so being able to talk to someone or being able to um sit down and write things in a journal and things like that can help but like sports are are extremely tough and and if you're an athlete you know this but like um you do these things you train your body you beat your body up you're sore you're tired you're you're aching and you kind of sometimes sit back and be like why am i putting my body through this for this sport and and it usually comes with times of like like a downtime so say i'm not having a good game or i'm not having a good weekend or i'm not having a good tournament and I'm sitting back like, why am I putting so much time in the, into this if, if this is the outcome? And that kind of like pushes people in that cycle, which is extremely difficult. Um, but just being able to find a why is, is my best um, advice with things like that. Just being able to write down your why. Write down what you're grateful for every single day. And that can, can pull you out of those things. And, and it can like also create a blockade between those um situations because even if you're not going through it it's possible and so doing those things consistently um can can make that impossible to be and so that's definitely one big thing also um but yeah with that being said that's the end of the episode and I hope you're having a great weekend. I hope you kind of understand what existential crises are. If you have any topics that you would like me to talk about, make sure you put that in the review and give me anything that you would like to hear me talk about. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your night, evening, morning, whatever. Bye.